everybody. Welcome back to Laugh and Chat with Ty and Liz. We're your hosts. I'm Ty. And I'm Liz. For a moment. Like this. this. Sorry. We had to get it out of our system. We started <laughs> singing before the oh. podcast. Woo-hoo. <laughs> Woo-hoo. That was there will be more where that came from. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. You guys will hear our album soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Ty and Liz uh. on the road again. <laughs> loady, loady. So, what's up, guys? Yeah. How are y'all? I hope you guys are doing great. Because obviously we can't... Uh, You guys are living your best life, living your best life. So I went out shopping, and I just want to share my experience. So I went out shopping because your girl has gained some weight, okay? And I needed to get some new shorts, right? And I had gone up a size, and I got two pair of the same shorts. They were just different colors. And I get home because I'm not one of those bitches that tries shit on in the store. I hate trying because, stuff in the store. Yes, because the fact of already going shopping fucking mm-hmm. terrifies me and being in public. But one pair fit me and another pair didn't. They're the same same size and just different colors. That was the only difference. Different colors. And I was like really depressed about it. And I was really down on myself. And it just put me in a funk. And Tommy was like, you know, you're perfect. He said, we'll just, you know, get a different size. He's like, it's not like, it's not that serious. Yeah. He's like, you know, don't be so hard on yourself, basically. And I don't know. It just really kind of got to me. And then I was talking to Ty about it. And I was like, you know, I'm just done. Like, I'm done trying to lose weight. I'm done trying to fit in um, to what you know society tells us is like Mm. perfect and you know you should look this way i'm just kind of over it like i just want to enjoy my life Mm -hmm. and be the best mom that i can be and that's it like i'm over trying to be skinny and look a certain type of way i'm so over it i'm just over it yeah so like i think that it's important important to i think that's the problem with like society so we're talking about uh body positivity yes and um positive like i want to like we can premise it more on not just body positivity but also like positivity about yourself and feeling good about yourself yeah so like i think that like when you get into this Point where you feel like you have to abide by everybody's societal rules. Yeah. It can really, it affects the psyche in a way where it kind of like everything about you yeah. goes down. Yeah. And so like you worry about how you look, you worry about um, how, how you should act around people. Yeah. And, like all this other stuff and it's important to be able to not allow that 
to consume every aspect of your life. Like just loving the skin that you're in and who you are as a person. I mean, and as people, we go through so much in our life and our body is constantly at different changes. And especially for all my mamas out there who have carried beautiful babies and your body has gone Mm -hmm. to that, like you've grown humans and that's something in itself to be proud of. And just because we look different after having kids, whether it's one, two, three, four, whatever the case may be, like your body goes through so many changes and it's never going to look the same. And like, I remember after having Langston, my mom took me to go swim, shoot shop, swim suit shopping to get a bathing suit. And I lost it. Even like my mom would take me to go shopping for bras after I had Langston and I like, I couldn't handle it. It was too much. My body was so different. Everything was just not where it was. And I was so hard on myself and I just, it's hard to get that confidence back. And you're so hard on yourself because, you know, you do see women who have kids and they bounce right back and some people don't. And that's just how your body is. And it's hard and it's, it's, I think it's harder to watch yourself go yeah. like to watch yourself go through it mm-hmm. and not understand and like really be proud of what your body's done i don't know it's just a lot yeah and i think that like i i can't imagine i obviously don't have a uterus and obviously <laughs> can't um produce babies and so like i honestly feel empathy for you in this sense and women in general because, like, your body does go through a lot of changes. Like, when I was younger, I didn't understand. I was like, you're just pushing a baby. Yeah. Or you're just, there's a baby in there. But as I got older and, like, being around women and understanding that, like, realizing that your guys' body goes through a lot of changing when you conceive a child. Yeah. And, like, like understanding what goes on, like, when you, because... I had a friend at one point in time that I actually was in the hospital room with her when she was pushing a child out. Yeah. And, like, that is so incredible. Like, that is, it's so amazing how you guys, like, how it how it works. It's It's amazing. Like, I, like, and I think that's the problem with, like, people in general and like the government trying to control every aspect of a woman's body and like I think that's wrong yeah and I feel like that you guys have you guys are doing all the work I'm so glad that (laughs) you are saying this men do you hear that yeah like you guys are doing all the work I mean like if I was a straight man obviously like you pump 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 and (laughs) it's in there (laughs) <laughs> like the p- penis enters he the said, vagina. He said pump, pump, pump. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Oh my gosh. Like even with my own mom, like your your body changes. My mom carried two of us. Yeah. At one time. like At one time. I couldn't even imagine because. So whew. even just one child. Yes, your body's going to go through some changes. Yeah. And I think it's stupid that like other women will judge women 
on their body. Exactly. And women are the most petty when it comes to it sometimes. Yes. I feel like because no, like, they really are. I see a lot of things. I think men are undertone like a little more petty. They're a little more harsh because they want to control it. Yeah. And like there are certain aspects of like obviously like there's two people that produce the ch- child. So yeah. I think that there should be equally there. But when it comes to a woman's body and the choice that the woman is going through or in the process of the woman's going through, it should be your choice. Yeah. Like, you're the one that has to deal with the changes and the mood swings and the body changing in general. Like, you do, some women do gain weight and they can't. And that's like my least favorite thing of being pregnant. So when you go to your appointments and... They're like, you're gaining a little bit too much weight in this pregnancy. I'm like, excuse you. But I will gain however much weight I want to gain because I am carrying this child. And if I'm hungry, by golly, I'm going to fucking eat. So I didn't understand that at first because there's a lot of people that like you you, you don't have to eat more to give the baby the nutrients. Yeah. Because the baby literally sucks everything right out of you. But then I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, maybe you need to eat more to get the energy that you need to stay on your feet. Well, that's what I hate about, like, when you're in labor, once you're, like, once, like, so I was induced. So Mm. I don't know if it's different for women who go into labor on their own. But with all three boys, I was induced because they were too cozy in my belly. Um, But once they induce you, once you go in... You are not allowed to eat. You're not allowed to eat nothing. Mm -hmm. You can chew on some ice, which is actually how I broke a tooth when um, (laughs) I was in the hospital with Creed. I was chewing on ice chips, and I actually broke a tooth. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) that's all you can have. But I also think that you guys, like, like, it's amazing because, like, you guys are producing a lot of energy to this child is being formed in you. Yeah. And you guys are, like, it's so amazing and beautiful what, about like what women's bodies do. Like, yeah, and, and how you guys get the energy to. Let me tell you. Do all that because I'm like I sat there and I'm like that looks exhausting. It was so like with Langston, it was the most traumatizing experience. Um, well, that was your first kid. That yeah, that was my first, and I was induced, and so labor was long, and. I held off as long as I could before getting the epidural. Um, But there was complications and I should have been taken back for an emergency C-section and I wasn't. And they had to call in another doctor because they straight up looked at uh, their dad and I and, or his dad and I, and they were like, we can't guarantee he's going to come out alive. Um, So that was extremely scary. And, Looking back now, I appreciate the doctor who came in and helped deliver him. Um, but I was crying. I was sobbing. And she's like, crying's not going to get him out. She's like, you have to find the strength and you have to push and you have to get him out. And like, then I was like, this bitch. But looking back, I'm so glad that she, she pushed me. She and was she, coming. Yeah. 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 And I, it was I, scary. I, it was I, so incredibly scary. But I don't know. Now I have these three amazing, handsome boys, and I would do it all again. So I, I think that, like, even for you, like, I, like being positive about your body, like, 
you've gone through three pregnancies and like your body had changed. Yeah. You look wonderful. Thank you. I, I, I just want you that. to know that. Thank like you. you look wonderful. And like so like anybody who will chastise a woman on pushing out a baby or gaining some weight when I they're pregnant, I, that's awful. I, I think that should go for anybody, men and women. Like, yeah, men don't go through the pregnancy, but I also think like you really don't know the demons that people are battling. You really don't right. know what's going on in someone's personal life. And, you know, you can still make healthy decisions mm-hmm. and things that you consume and whatever the case may be. And I just think that people in general need to just let off. Um, yeah. Like, it's hard to... Life is just hard, hard in, in general. general. Like, yeah. fuck. Like, this, and, she be throwing all kinds of shit at us all the time. Yeah. And it's always like, hey. And then, like, like it, it, it's a wonder. People are like, some people still don't believe in mental illness. And, like, some people, yeah. like, they look at you like you're crazy. Like, when I was younger, I used to freak out that, like, if I were to talk about, like, my mental problems, like, yeah. I'd get judged based on that issue. And it should never have to be like that ever. And it's so sad because um, I'm not going to name any names or put the, I'm not, I'm just not going to name any names, but there is a young girl that I know and she is going through a hell of a time and she has been through counseling and she is on medication and they had to switch the medication and she's struggling and I witnessed her cry to her mom and ask like when things were going to get better mm-hmm. and it was extremely heartbreaking and thinking that she was going to get made fun of and you know I looked at her and I'm like people are not going to make fun of you and if they do tell me and I'll take care of it because there is no reason that at your age you should be worried about people making fun of you and it's so heartbreaking to watch a child go through that yeah and it's I don't know it just it really hurts and then you know you have the the parents who are advocating for their child and just feeling like nothing's being resolved and they're not being listened to and it's just heartbreaking all the way around and I couldn't imagine you know being a parent and going through that and but also being that age and going through yeah. that, it's heartbreaking. And I just wish like people would learn to be more kind and to mind their own business and don't input input yourself in a situation and, and it, say things that you have no business what no business opening your mouth and you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Or like feeling like you can take over like that's the problem. Like no one no one like People are so judgmental. Even, like, when parents have children with ADD and ADHD, um, parents are so judged. And even just, not even, like, you know, the feeling of judgment that I get for how Cohen acts out in public. I'm like, you know what? I'm doing the best that I can freaking do. And it's, I don't know. It's just, like, mind your own fucking business. Yeah, it gets to the point, like, even with, like, me, like, I won't go out in public if George is in a bad mood. Or if something's happening and like I feel like George is in a good mood and then she starts acting up in the store, I'll literally run out of the store. 
And why do I have to do that? Let me tell you, when Cohen was younger, um, I mean, he's getting ready to turn four or he'll, by the time this airs, he'll be four. Um, but when he was like two and Tommy and I hadn't been together that, that long, um, we would go to the store and he would start throwing a hellacious fit for, I don't even know what, candy, gum, something, chips, Mm. who knows. He would literally lay on the floor of the store and start screaming. Georgia does that. And I would scoop him up and take him out to the car and he would just continue screaming and screaming and screaming until Tommy got out there. And I was just in the looks I would get. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, you've never seen a kid throw a fit before. And like, you can't. You're not you. You don't know when it's gonna come. Yeah. Like, like I, I. I don't know. Like, trust me, if I could control it, I'd right. make sure it never happened. Because like she can be perfectly fine going in. Yeah. But being in there, it can change a whole lot. And I feel like it's a mix of like being them being overstimulated and not being able to verbalize that. Mm. Um, and then also just being a child and wanting something in yeah. general. Like, I mean, we were that way yeah. as children. Oh, I, mean, I remember my mom. Who, like. I would cause a lot of issues when I was a kid. Um, I don't know. I just wish people would shut their mouths and just yeah. We're I, all I, we're all just trying to survive. We are, and I feel like certain things with like religion are getting out of hand. I feel like certain things with like non-binary trans and like gay people are getting out of hand. Yeah, and like. It's a mental struggle every yeah. day to, like, feel like, am I going to be okay? Yeah. Am, am I going to have to, like, lock myself into my house and not ever go out but with that, that's my partner by my side? But that's the thing. Tommy and I very rarely go out. And and it's not, it's just because I, you never freaking know what's going to happen because everything is put on the news. And so then it gets to the point where you feel so unsafe. And I don't know, I get nervous to go out in public in general mm-hmm. um, by myself or just me with the kids. So I don't ever do it. That's why I do like grocery pickup because I don't have to, you know, Exit get my kids out of the car. Mm-hmm. I don't have to get myself out of the car. Like, because I just you I feel I ne- I you never know you never know when something's gonna it's happen scary. and it's scary because the world is so hateful about everything. everything it doesn't matter what it's about and I'm I just you can I look at it. somebody funny and they'll go off yeah like it, or like look even looking like you're not even trying to look at them funny you just look at them yeah because they come into your line of sight yeah. And, like, sometimes I get dazed, so people will think, like, I'm staring at them mm. or whatever. But it's really, like, I'm zoning out. I'm completely disassociating. I'm just. Yeah, you're trying to, like, take a minute to yourself yeah. mentally. Like, just, not, I promise you I'm not staring at you. Dissociation <laughs> is a good thing. Sometimes. That's why. do, do that's, too much. That's why I wear sunglasses a lot, especially, like, when I'm out. But mm-hmm. even when I pick up the boys from school, um, I wear sunglasses because that's when I, like, do most of my zoning out is just waiting for them because I'm just thinking about this, that, and the other. Right. Um, I promise you, if you're one of those parents that's standing out there, I'm not staring at you. I promise. So don't don't feel like I am. Okay? I just yeah. got a lot going on in this brain. Oh, there's just so, it's always so much. 
it's always too much. It is. Sometimes it really it's is. just like, oh. And the battle of even, like, sending our kids to school. Yeah. And that's where mm-hmm. I really struggle. And sometimes I feel unheard. Um, I feel like I'm taking over and just, like, talking no, a lot. No, you're fine. <laughs> no, uh, I... Um, speaking of like school situations, I know and like I think it I think I heard it was Washington DC they passed gun laws where they do psych evals, you have to have a certain thing and ARs are gone. Oh really? Yeah. I haven't I'll have to look into that. And like everybody's always like you're they're trying to take no. They're trying to put more mental stable on it, more make it where you go through a different because process. Because things are so easily accessed. And why do you need an AR? You don't. You're and... not, you're, you're not, you, you don't. Um, but I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Like my biggest thing is, you know, like Langston's asked to be homeschooled and I'm fine with that if that's what mm-hmm. he wants to do. Um, but I, I literally fear for their safety, um, every day dropping them off. It Mm -hmm. scares the, the shit right out of me. It really does. And sometimes I feel so unheard and people are like, you're so paranoid. No, because these kids are my world. And if something were to ever happen to them, Mm -hmm. I would be absolutely devastated and don't know how I can move on with my life. That's what I'm saying. Like, Like, I, I, I feel like, you know. In the long run, it could be a pain in the ass to actually homeschool them, especially since, you know, it's week on, week off with their dad. But I'll do it. I don't care. Right. Like, I'll do what I have to do. And I just feel unheard. And I think when it comes to that topic, I think a lot of us are starting to feel unheard about a lot of things because it's just happening so much. And Mm -hmm. it's it's just getting closer to home i feel like and i just i can't i cannot yeah it's so frustrating um and i feel like that's where co-parenting can be hard is trying to get them to understand your side and coming to an agreement um but i mean we'll just take it day by day it's just hard it really is because i i feel like i'm overprotective in a sense you know my I'm, kids can still play sports. I don't care. They can still play football, soccer, baseball, whatever it is that they want to play. I, don't, I just want to know. I want them home so yeah. I know they're safe. I don't think you're being overprotective because you obviously let them go and do things. Yeah. Like, if you, like, kept them in the house, like, 24-7 and never let them go outside or never let them do anything besides oh, no. in the house i send them right on outside that's that's overprotecting like extremely overprotecting that's yeah. kind of crazy but uh because kids have to have stimulus and like that's the thing that we're trying to learn and try to figure out is like how to get our kids into certain things yeah like yesterday i was talking to my uncle and he was talking about um uh boy scouts yeah i honestly think that would be wonderful for leo yeah I was in Girl Scouts when I was um, younger, and it was actually really a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, you meet new, you know, meet new people in your school or whatever the case may be, like that you may not really talk to outside of. Right. Um, you you learn so much in general, and Tommy was actually in Boy Scouts. 
You know, that doesn't shock me. It doesn't? No. When he told me that, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I can see it. I think he, like, I bet he was a wild kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I, bet he... I wouldn't say kid. I would say young adult. <laughs> he was a wild young adult. He yeah. Was, he seemed um, pretty good up into his teen years when I hear stories. And I'm like, I don't want to know too much. Thank yeah. You. And um, so, like, I think that, like, also, like, getting me and Chris out of the house. Yeah. I think Chris really needs, like, for his mental health. Yeah. I think he needs to interact with more people. I think, you know, I think it would be if he would coach something. Um, But I also feel like once you get your kids into sports, it does bring you out of your, your shell and it gets mm. you out of the house. And um, I feel like it's good. I mean, I like, especially from experience for me, it is good as much as sometimes I'm like, I don't want to, but it's good for me to yeah. just get out and, just be in the fresh air or just be around other people and I don't know I just think it is I feel like it's good and I think that like he tries to make friends and like they come and hang out and then for some reason like then I think it's because like we're not single or we're we're not single (laughs) that's not what I meant we have kids yeah so a lot of the people that we hang out with don't have children and they don't under it's hard like if you don't have kids it's hard to understand the chaos yeah so sometimes it's heartbreaking because like we want to hang out with these people but we can go we can't go out like and just do it you have to have responsibilities weeks in advance to be able to plan something so we can go out there it's hard definitely so like i wish we could make friends that are you know gay or other friends that have children that understand what we go through on a daily basis and our kids can play together like you can make long-lasting friendships that way with our children so like and then i think that's like why it's wonderful that you and i like we have kids that are the same ages yeah that like can hang out yeah if we wanted to do something yeah where we don't have to worry about well, we have the kids, so yeah, and that it is it is hard, um, but I mean, I can't really speak on that because Tommy and I don't really do stuff outside of having the kids, like when the kids are gone, um we kind of just hang out mm. at the house and stuff and just kind of like decompress from the chaos that we endured when <laughs> when the kids were home, um. But, I mean, still, yeah, it's still nice to get out and to know that, you know, we can, you know, we can get our kids together. We can hang mm -hmm. out just to kind of, like, give them time to be kids and us to have that adult conversation. And I, it's really, it's kind of, not kind of, it really is heartbreaking that, I feel like I feel I do feel bad for Chris. Like that's heartbreaking. Mm. Like just because you don't have kids doesn't mean you can't be friends with somebody. And that's, just because yeah. you have kids doesn't mean you can't be friends with somebody. So you know, yeah, some people a lot of people are spur of the moment people and then there's people that aren't. But I feel like if you want to make plans, make plans because yeah we you know some of us do have kids and we don't get that free time right 
as much as yeah. you, you would get the free time. Yeah. Like, obviously, we chose that life, but at the same time, like, we also had to, like, be able to have some time. Yeah. Outside of being parents. Yeah. Like, we, we like, people need to understand that, like, also our mental health is important, too, that sometimes we need to step away yeah. from having that responsibility. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibility. It is. And, like, I love being a parent. I don't ever regret having my children. Yeah. There are times that I, like, miss being able to just go do whatever I wanted to do. And I feel like that needs to be normalized. Mm. I feel like so many people get shamed for being, like, I need time to myself or I don't, like, like, kind of like you just said, like, I don't regret having my kids, but I need that time away. And people are so judgmental on that. And I feel Mm -hmm. like you have to have that break and you need time to yourself and you need to be able to take care of yourself to be your best self so you can be the best parent that you can be for your children and i feel like that's so important and i think it's part of the reason why i have like sleep issues is because like the only time i get peace and quiet is and the only time i like when i work or then after i get off of work i want to have time to myself and decompress from work yeah so like i don't want to have to worry about anything else yeah so then i stay up really late because i get off work late yeah and then i'm tired the next day because i have to get up early in the morning to make sure that the one child that is home is taken care of yeah and then she runs around with a chicken with like her with a chicken like a chicken with a head cut off that's yeah what i was trying to say <laughs> um <laughs> but like ugh. Yeah, I just, I, I feel you 100% because, mm. like, when the kids are in bed and finally asleep, Tommy's ready for bed. And I am, too. I'm not saying that I'm not. But it's, like, sometimes I just want to be able to, like, have that one-on-one time one-on-one. and just to be able to have a conversation with him and just to be able to decompress together and and then go to bed. Because, I mean, I have a hard, a hard time sleeping. Mm. Um, I'm up and down a lot, toss and turn a lot. And it was like this morning, I was up at five and I could not fall back asleep for the life of me. So I went out to the living room, turned on the TV, um, and I finally dozed back off and then I overslept and then we were rushing, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but I I don't know. I just, people just, I don't know, just mind your own damn business. Yeah. Like, it's so frustrating. It is. And then, I don't know, but, uh. To lighten the mood, I have a couple of funny stories to tell. <laughs> to lighten the mood, because we just ranted a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so, the other day I was at work, and I was just minding my own business. Oh, my gosh. And I was... <laughs> Y'all, I don't think you're ready for this. Do not think you're ready for this. So, <laughs> um... So I was just minding my own business, and I was—I I do trash. So I was taking it out to the dumpster, and I was just like throwing this, and like I turned and I saw this thing pop out of the trash can. Dun, dun, and I didn't dun. know what it was at first. Uh, so yeah, it was, so, <laughs> it was a raccoon. So I think it was a raccoon, guys—a freaking raccoon. I was in mid like throw <laughs> at the raccoon so i think that if i wasn't mid throw the thing would have came after me <laughs> so because i went through the trash like i was already mid throw it took off 
And like it was on the dumpster rim and it like jumped and flopped itself on like oh concrete. My God. <laughs> <The> poor <laughs> raccoon. So then <laughs> poor raccoon, it would have ate your face. What yeah, are you talking about? So I screamed and I thought I was alone, but no. <laughs> of course, this guy was like walking. Oh my god. And gosh. like he was um walking up and I said, I'm so sorry if you heard me scream. He's like uh, you're all right, dude. I was like, a raccoon just popped out of nowhere. Oh my gosh. I was like, and, I, <gasps> and it freaked me out. So I called Chris and um and told him about it. And I was like, I bet if I go back there, I was like, I'm afraid that like <laughs> him and his buddies are gonna be like ready for war, plotting revenge. <laughs> like, is what they're doing at this time. Yeah. Now so, they're waiting for you. Now, now they know they're just waiting for you to least expect it yeah so they can act and and get revenge yeah you know what the thing is i have ptsd from it because like now every (laughs) time you're so paranoid (laughs) i'm paranoid that the motherfucker is gonna come back and like attack me oh my god (laughs) so like i literally will like do what i can so i can open up my truck back to get like the rest of the trash so i'm like quickly throwing things (laughs) so i can like pull the thing down to quickly get in there and just start tossing and like i'm like looking around to make sure that there is no raccoon or raccoons trying to attack me tonight you're gonna be throwing trash in and you're gonna hear a stick break you're gonna hear that crack and you're gonna be like (gasps) and it's gonna be the raccoon and he's gonna be like (laughs) 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 i'll be waiting for that text yeah you might be getting a phone call in the middle of the oh night. I, I'm in the hospital getting shots for rabies. <laughs> <laughs> the raccoon finally got my ass. It got me. It got- <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Surprise, Shawty. <laughs> it got me. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I've only had one encounter with a raccoon. I was mm. really young. My parents were still together. Um, and I was out riding my bike. Like, I had just really learned how to ride my bike without training wheels. And we lived in a cul-de-sac. And, you know, those, like, little, like, storm drains yeah. where all the water goes into. Okay. So, I was going around the cul-de-sac, but I was on my bike. Um, or I was on the sidewalk. Mm. And I went to, like, I had just passed our house. So, I was going past the neighbors. <laughs> and this raccoon jumped out of the storage drain and, like, made this little like noise yeah i know made this little (laughs) noise at me and i fucking jumped off my bike threw it down and started running for it because i was like this mother it scared the shit out of me because like when i think of raccoons i think of like pocahontas you know the little raccoon he's a little cute guy they want to be your friend yeah Yeah. no he did not want to be my friend um they're scary they're they're very they can be very sweet but they can also be very vicious. Yeah. And it's like every time so. I see a storm drain, I have that like flashback of when I was like six or seven. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I don't really see raccoons where I'm at though. I haven't. Well, that was the first rac- raccoon I saw this year. I see a lot of possums in our backyard. but I see a lot of possums dead on the road or playing possum. But, yeah. Poor possum. I love possums. They are vicious and nasty. Fucking cute. Ew, they are not cute. You know they're less likely to have rabies. They are not cute. (laughs) Damn (laughs) it. They are not cute. 
Who in the hell thinks possums are cute? <laughs> me. What the fuck? Is anybody else listening think possums are cute? You see me like, oh, so cute. I saved a baby possum once. Don't give a fuck. No. Mm-mm. It was so, it, they're so cute. Anybody else listening right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me. I'm listening. <laughs> uh, let us know if you think possums are cute. Yeah. Fucking nasty and vicious and. <laughs> no, but the. You know they're less likely to have rabies, right? Don't give up. You want to know why? Their body temperature. Because they have no fucking souls? They're adorable. No, they yeah. are not. I love possums. I cannot believe I'm sitting across from somebody that thinks possums are cute. I think anything with like... It's cute. Ugh, I wish you guys could see our facial expressions because he's all <laughs> excited and I'm over here confused as... <laughs> no, okay, so do you know what a ca- ca- capybara is? A what? A capy capa capybara? Capybara? I don't even know what the fuck capybara. you're trying to say. Capybara. <laughs> capybara, capy, 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 capy. No, I don't. What the fuck is that? You never seen the uh TikToks of it? No. Where they do the little capybara. Capy bar, capy bar, capy bar, capy. No. Cap- no? Oh, my God. They're no. so adorable. Chris just saw one yesterday. Or was it yesterday? No, it was the day before. It was Friday. He saw a video of a capybara. What the I'm fuck is look, it? I'm going to look it up. It's a rodent, but it's adorable. Okay. I'm. We're going to Google this. I don't even know. It's adorable. They're fucking cute. Okay. That's cute. Okay. Yeah. KV rodent. Native to South America, it is the largest living rodent and a member of. I mean, it's cute. It almost looks like a giant squirrel mixed with. Chris said hamster. Yeah, like a guinea pig hamster. Yeah, because it's 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 uh, related to a guinea pig. Oh yeah, but they're so fucking cute. They're adorable. They, it says they make good pets because they are friendly wild animals. Ah! Ow! It's <laughs> trying to yank my head. I um, uh, kicked the uh, mixer. Oops. <laughs> it says they make good pets because they are friendly wild animals, enjoyed being petted, and are relatively easy to care for in the right conditions. In addition, most pets, most pet capybaras love being cuddled by their favorite humans now i want one um i mean i got a rabbit so i'm good on that but if you get one i will definitely interact I, with it i want to i'm trying to think of a name now capybara. see <laughs> it's a catchy, catchy. song it is it, it's a lot more catchy um than saying rabbit or cat yeah or dog yeah because every time you you would see it and be like, Capybara, Capybara, you play the theme song. It has its own theme song. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh my I gosh. want one. They're cute. I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. They're cute, but I don't know. I'll stick to my my cat and my rabbit, old Rippy and old Harley. I kind of want also want that big bunny. That we like saw. Oh the my gosh. Fucking Those huge. things are expensive. Yeah, they're, they're gorgeous. And I don't know. I don't want any more pets because my fucking kids. I wonder how big of a shit it takes. 
Rabbits have little pellets. Yeah. Rabbit. That's why they call it like rabbit turds. You know? Yeah. So I wonder if these ones have like. I don't know. That's not turds. something I'm willing to look up on Google. <laughs> oh, so real quick before this. <laughs> why is that so funny? <laughs> Google tells all. Okay. So real quick. I have to share this. Okay. So mm-hmm. on Netflix, mm-hmm. there is a documentary mm-hmm. on Pamela Anderson. Mm. Okay. So. I remember growing up, a lot of people had a lot to say about her. And when I watched this documentary on her, um, she's not what everybody said she was. And you know what? You can say whatever you want, Karens. Have a seat. Thank you. Um, but uh, the boys of Stepmom and I mm-hmm. were talking about it. Mm-hmm. And she has her book. And I just got her book from their Stepmom on Thursday. And I'm almost finished with it. And... This she is incredible. She is a beautiful soul. Aside from her big ass titties, she is an amazing human being. Um, but what is this that people think she did? Um, it was because she did like Playboy and stuff. Oh, so like there, you know, there's a lot, a lot of judgmental people, and there was a lot of things that went around about her. Um, and. If you have kids, please don't let them listen to this because I'm getting ready to say some stuff. But when she was married to Tommy Lee, mm-hmm. they had videotaped themselves having sex. But it was never for, like, it was for their enjoyment. It was never to be released. Like, it was nothing like that. Right. Well, from what I've gathered, um, they were having, there was, like, construction being done on their house. And they had all this stuff in a safe. Mm-hmm. And somebody stole the safe. And, like, there was stuff in there from, like, her wedding and those videos. And um, Tommy Lee had, you know, his guns in there. And it was stolen. Oh, my God. And people released this video. And they, like, she was pregnant with their second child. And there was just a whole bunch of stuff. And they just decided to drop everything and just... It, it was what it was. People were going to say what they wanted to say. And she said, till this day, she has never watched um, the video footage of, or watched the tapes because people had spliced them together mm-hmm. and made it out to be more than what it was. Um, but she is a strong human being and she is amazing and she is very intelligent. And I don't think people expect that from her. But I've learned so much, and I don't know. I just kind of have, like, a new outlook outlook on yeah. a lot of things. Um, she endured a lot of trauma as a child. Um, her dad was an alcoholic, and there was a lot of things that, you know, her dad was abusive in a lot of ways to her mom and towards them. And one thing that I have to say that absolutely broke my heart was she was saying in the book, that her parents had gone out on like a date and her and her brother were home and her cat had had kittens and her dad told her do not bring the cat inside she brought the cat inside her parents came home unexpectedly um and her dad put Uh -uh. the kittens in a brown paper bag and walked out to the ocean and held the bag underwater until the kittens had died And I cannot imagine seeing that. Like, she watched it. She had begged her dad not to. 
And though she has a close relationship with her dad and she loves her dad and she loves her parents dearly, um, she's overcome a lot in her life. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like one, if you haven't watched the documentary, you definitely should. And if you don't have her book, you should purchase it and read it. Um, I'm borrowing the boys of stepmom's copy of it and I'm almost done with it. And it's very, I don't know. It just says a lot about her, all the things that she went through. But also what I learned from the documentary is she has a very good relationship with her children. She has always been a good mom. She's always protected her children. And it's just amazing to see like somebody who's gone through so much trauma in their life, um, overcome it overcome it and still come out to be such an amazing person an amazing parent and she really is a beautiful soul that's awesome but I just wanted to share that because that's really what I've been doing the past few days is really just like reading um after I watch her documentary um she really is an amazing soul so I don't know um I always feel like there's more to a person and a lot of like celebrities or people that we you know look up to yeah I always feel like, I don't know, watch that documentary, read their story. Um, I feel like it's amazing to see all the things that people overcome and to know that we're not alone. And she does a lot of things for PETA. Um, I don't know if I could forgive my parents ever if they killed an animal like that. Yeah. I think that would be a little too much for me. I mean, it. yeah, but I also feel like, in those moments and remembering those moments it shows you who you don't want to be and what Mm -hmm. kind of parent you don't want to be at the same time you know what i'm saying i don't know i just wanted to share that i I don't know that's an awful way like i don't know that that's yeah wow but that's that's what she was saying her dad was you know her dad did a lot of wrong and Mm -hmm. she's been through a lot um but yeah Pamela, support you over here. I know you will never hear this, but love you, girl. You never know. And you are truly amazing in all the things that you've overcome. And I feel like everyone should just give her book and her documentary on Netflix a chance. A chance. So. I'll have to look into it. I'll have to look into it. But to end on a funny story, because that was rough. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but no, it goes into talking about, like, mental issues in general. It was like overcoming life and people being judgmental that talks about like people judging yeah. like you don't really truly know somebody even if you like they're in the spotlight you're getting a glimpse of what they are you don't really know what they go through exactly. mentally and what they're going yeah. what's going on behind closed doors you yeah. never know so I don't think you should be too fast to judge yeah. um, and, and- or try to cancel because of what their mindset is there people can learn and change from their mistakes. Yeah. So, yeah. And always remember to give yourself grace. Always. So, to end on a happy note, uh, or a funny note, I don't know if it's a happy note, but it's funny. So, the other day, Chris made dinner, <laughs> and uh, he made mashed potatoes, <laughs> and we ran out of milk, so he had to find another way to make it kind of creamy, and it, like... There was not a whole lot of flavor because there were homemade mashed potatoes. Yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot of, like, a lot of flavor. And I like to put spice and cheese and pepper on my mashed potatoes. So I had already put the cheese and the spicy pepper. 
but I forgot to put pepper on my potatoes. potatoes. Yeah. So I did. I asked Mackenzie to get me the pepper. Dun dun dun. <laughs> so she was gone for a few seconds. So I thought maybe she was looking for it. This girl. She. <laughs> Bless her whole soul. I know. She didn't bring the pepper. She brought a green pepper. <laughs> a whole. Like, like a whole just, pepper, not yeah, cut up. Not, not cut up, nothing. A whole, no, a whole pepper. Here, Dad. Here's just a pepper. Yeah. So <laughs> she brings it in there, and I didn't know what to do. I, I just, like. It was like, like girl, what? Yeah, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I was just like confused. So I said, Mackenzie, like salt and pepper, like the pepper. Oh, yeah. Her face of like realization <laughs> was like. Hilarious oh, to me. Gosh. So she like realized it, and I was like, "Girl, no." Oh my gosh, yeah, <sighs> love it. That was funny. Kids are disgusting, and kids are hilarious. That is what we've learned in these last two episodes. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this episode up. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Yes. Remember, be kind. Be spread kind. Love spread love. Also. We are working on getting my mother. Yes. To be our so special. Co-host. Please let us know what dirt you want to hear on Ty. Yes. Oh, that could be a question that we post. What do you want to know about Ty? What do you want to know about me? Yeah. Let us know. Have a great day. Yes. The rest of your week. Yep. Bye. Bye. For a moment like this. <laughs> Some people wait a lifetime. All right. Thank you for listening today with Laugh and Chat with Ty and Liz. Um, You can find us on Facebook at Laugh and Chat with Ty and Liz. You can also message us on uh, Facebook Messenger. You can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us uh, or email us at Laugh and Chat with Ty and Liz at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening and make sure that you guys subscribe to us and uh, check us out for future episodes. All right. Bye. Bye.